Two monks in ancient Japan were walking through the forest and they came upon a woman trying to get across a stream, but she had beautiful silk kimono on and, and didn't want to get it wet. And so one of the monks said, hop on my back, I'll take you across. They walked across the stream, he set her down, she thanked him and they went on. Well, the, the thing is, the monastery that they belonged to had a rule that the monks were not supposed to touch women. And the other monk is beside himself and he's thinking, oh, how could he have done that? Now, now that was a really bad thing to do. Should I tell on him? I don't want to be a rat. But if I don't, if somebody finds out, then I'll get in trouble. And his mind is racing and going on and on about what just happened. And a mile down the road, he explodes and says to the first monk, how could you do that? The first monk says, do what? He says, well, that woman, how could you touch that woman? And he said, oh, her, you know, half an hour ago. Oh, her. Oh, I set her down when we got across the stream. Why, my brother, are you still carrying her? In golf, we carry the negativity. We repeat patterns by saying things like, I always hit it in the water here, or I've missed all my short putts today. And our mind gets clouded, and staying present and mindfulness doesn't really happen. But what if, what if we changed? I had a, a golf pro, a club pro, who his friends sent him to me because he said, my friends won't play with me anymore. It was like a little kid. My friends won't play with me anymore until I come and see you because I whine about and complain about every shot. So what I had him do was just, and he says, I've tried to stop. And I said, don't try to stop. Don't beat yourself up over it. Just count. Count the number of times you complain during a round of golf and uh, without judging yourself. He called me back and he said, okay, my first round after we talked, I had 60 complaints. Now, he shot a 72 and probably had 12 tap-ins. So, yes, he complained about every shot. But the next round, without judge, I said, don't judge yourself. You just counted. Your intention is to do it less. The next round, he had 27. The third round, he had seven. And his fourth round, he, compl- he played without complaining about a single shot. Today, we're talking about mindfulness, breathing, awareness, and giving you some frameworks to accomplish that in your game, all through the lens of Buddhist mindfulness and Eastern wisdom with our guest, Dr. Joe Parent. Dr. Joe is the author of Zen Golf, Mastering the Mental Game, also Zen Putting, Golf, the Art of the Mental Game, and his latest book, which is How to Make Every Putt. He's worked with some of the best golfers in the world. Uh, He was able to help Vijay Singh and Christy Kerr achieve number one in the world ranking. You're listening to the Golf Science Lab, where we're bringing to light research and concepts that you might not have heard before so that you can play better on the golf course. Hey, I'm your host, Cordy Walker. And in this season of the Golf Science Lab, we're diving into the neuroscience, the brain and psychology. We've already heard from two amazing guests, Dr. Rob Bell. We talked about the yips. Dr. Michael Larden, we talked about the zone. Make sure to check those episodes out if you haven't had the chance yet. And if you're looking to get exclusive access to content, behind the scenes info, we're doing some really cool things with the Golf Science Lab Insider Club. We have something really special coming soon that as soon as you sign up, will be sending over. So it's free. You can learn more at golfsciencelab.com backslash insider. Highly recommend that you join us. First, a quick word from our sponsor. 
I think we're in a great time right now in, in the golf coaching world where we're starting to look a whole lot less at the fault only being the golf swing. And so many students, obviously, right, when they hit a bad shot, they're constantly saying, what did I do wrong? What happened with my swing? And we are, are have so much more knowledge in us that we are able to guide them and coach them in a manner that, hey, you know what, it, this really happened because of your mindset or it really happened because of how you're practicing. And and these are the types of things that we're trying to create at golfscrimmages.com is just a big awareness and a wonderful tool for these coaches and players to understand the real meaning behind a bad shot that seldom is it just your swing. Head over to golfscrimmages.com and watch a video showing you how this all works and start climbing the leaderboards. Golfscrimmages.com. This is going to be a really interesting conversation today because Dr. Joe has such a unique perspective toward the mental side of the game. The foundation of what I teach is a combination of my training in Buddhist mindfulness awareness practices and the understanding of mind from the Eastern wisdom perspective mixed with the techniques and methods of Western psychology. One of the main tenets is not to take things on blind faith, but to learn, explore, find what applies to you, what's the truth for you. So what I found about Buddhism was, and the Zen tradition was, they were saying, we don't have the answers. You already have the answers in you. We have methods that will help you discover the answers for yourself. And so that seemed to be the ideal model for me. Uh, and then applying that in, in life, it really works for being more present, uh, changing habits in a way that is not punishing or, 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 or self-deprecating, but takes a positive view of our human nature. Uh, I think that that also appealed to me that there's the notion that we all have the potential for wakefulness and goodness in our hearts, and it's, uh, it's just covered up. And in the Buddhist teachings, uh, I, I adapted a story about a young man who has a statue that he thinks is clay, and his grandfather points out to him that he doesn't need to gold plate the statue for it to be a gold statue. He just has to gently remove the clay and reveal the solid gold statue that's underneath it. So we think that there's something wrong with us and we need to add things on. I call that moron golf. We add more on. And, it just, and we just get more and more turned into a pretzel and confused. Instead, we need to do less and remove the interference, remove the complications, get out of our own way, and produce the best swing that we can possibly make. And, and that's the attitude I think is more helpful for golfers. One of these core tenets that Dr. Joe talks about is mindfulness, which comes down to being present and being aware. You know, people ask me how much of the game is mental, and I like to say it's 90% mental and 10% mental. And that's because your mind runs every swing that you make. So if your mind runs every swing in your, that you make and your mind is someplace else, then you're not going to get the most out of your capabilities. Your mind and body need to be one-pointed and tuned in. So the clearer picture you have of the shot that you want to hit, the clearer 
messages your brain will then give to your muscles to produce the swing that's going to, or, or putting stroke, that's going to produce that shot. If your mind is someplace else, your brain's not sure what message to send to the muscles. And then, then you fall into old tendencies and usually hit poor shots. And mindfulness is hard to pin down in one sentence, but here's the best definition that I could find. Mindfulness is a state of active, open attention on the present. When you're mindful, you observe your thoughts and feelings from a distance without judging them good or bad. Instead of letting your life pass you by, mindfulness means living in the moment and awakening to experience. You know, I actually really like that definition and what an impact this can potentially have on your golf game and life. So mindfulness is being completely awake to the present moment of what you're experiencing while you're experiencing it and what and being aware of what you're doing while you're doing it. Um, being mindful of that, of paying attention. Now awareness is kind of a, a bigger sense of panoramic view of your place in the environment what all the relationships that you have mentally, emotionally, physically, um, commun- and, and communication, and also an internal awareness of, am I present or is my mind someplace else? And if it's someplace else, come back to the here and now. And that's really the practice of mindfulness is using your breathing and your posture as an anchor in the present moment so that when your mind wanders to the past or the future or elsewhere in the present, you can say, oh, I was someplace else, now I'm back to here and now. And uh, there's only one time that you can play a golf shot, and that's now. And there's only one place you can play. It's not on the next hole, and it's not on the last hole. It's where you are right now, here and now. I've gone through a lot of studies looking at this concept of meditation and mindfulness, which we're talking about today, uh, specifically some of what John Kabat-Zinn in the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction System uh, has done, some of the research there. And there's honestly too much to share. Uh, it's There's a lot of great things, you know, everything from helping people decrease levels of stress, hormone, cortisol faster, to helping healthcare professionals care for patients more effectively. So all these concepts that we're talking today are pretty well grounded in research and have, you know, they've been around for thousands of years as well. So it's probably something to look into and figure out a system to use on the golf course. My system for instruction and for helping people play golf, I call the PAR system or PAR approach, P-A-R, preparation, action, response to results. The preparation, we can sum up in what I call three C's. Clarity, commitment, and composure. Clarity is a clear picture of where you do want to go. The clearer image you have of the shot that you want to hit, the better your body will do to produce it. Now, if you have an image in your mind of something you're trying to avoid, let's say you're thinking about that lake on the left side of the fairway, well, your brain may get a mixed up message and send word to the muscles, say, well, I see a picture of a lake, I, th- I think that's where we want to go. Or you'll have this concept, whatever you do, don't go in the lake. 
and you'll end up hitting it miles to the right. Uh, I, I was working with David Toms at, at Riviera at the LA Open, and there's one hole with a huge stand of eucalyptus trees on the left. David hit a nice draw down the fairway. We watched one of his amateur partners just keep aiming further and further away from those trees, but he still looked over his shoulder at the trees, and he hit it across the next fairway and into the 10th fairway. David shook his head and said, terrible shot. And I said, no, it was a good shot. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, his, his goal was to avoid those trees, and he missed them by about 200 yards. So it wasn't just a good shot. It was an especially good shot. If our intention is to avoid something, we'll either go towards it or very far away from it. So what our intention needs to be is to take the hazards into account and then have a clear picture of where we do want to go. I love this simple framework to follow because finding a process is vital. So try out PAR, P-A-R, and see how it goes. I know that Dr. Joe dives more into this in his book, Zen Golf, so you can get some more on that there. But one thing that I want to give some clarity around is breath and understanding what's going on under pressure. Once you have your intention and your clarity about your intention, then you have to have some composure because if you, if you have clarity about that intention and your clear picture, but you're all amped up and you rush through your routine and rush through your swing, you're not going to get the best results. So what I have my players do is stand behind the ball and while they're visualizing that, I want them to take a full breath and let it out and feel their energy get more and more grounded. I have a, an expression, breathe it down, connect with the ground. So then they can feel their body, they're, they're out of their head and into their body. So their mind is filled with the clear picture of what they want to accomplish, but the sensation and feeling of their body and the connection with the ground, because as every good golfer knows, the swing doesn't start from the top down, it starts from the ground up. So that's why the breathing and the composure is so important to making a good golf swing with good rhythm and sequencing. And if you're one of Dr. Joe's students, here's what he'd have you go through to understand that breathe it down and connect with the ground. What I want them to do is feel the, their, their breath filling their body without raising their shoulders and then and then have a quality of, as it goes out, feel like their energy is moving down in their body. And that's because when, there are a couple of reasons. One is when we're in stressful situations, our energy moves up in our body and faster. So we're very much in our heads, not connecting with the feel of our bodies and rushing and making, making you know, poor decisions very often. What happens with the breathing is if you imagine yourself in a swimming pool and you let the air out, you will sink down to the bottom very gently and slowly. So that's the quality that I want them to feel, that as the air goes out, they sink down and their energy moves down in their body so that their center of gravity is much more towards the ground and much more solid and stable. It increases their balance, it increases the stability in the swing and the stability of their lower body. And, and golfers have a tremendous experience with that, of, of that feeling of stability, and, and it prevents swaying as well, because if your energy's up in your head, you swing like you have a 40-pound helmet on your head. Instead, you move your energy down in your body. The other thing is that breathing 
and mind and stress all go together. In our system, we're not only sending messages from our brain, but our brain is monitoring our body. So if you take deep breaths and calm yourself down, your brain gets the message, hey, we're not in danger. But if you're holding your breath, you're, you're, that's, that's what we do when we're in danger. And the brain says, uh-oh, we're still in danger. And all sorts of tension and adrenaline flows from that. I just want to highlight that last concept again, that short breath, tension, tells the body that we're in danger. And so it's time to panic and add adrenaline because the breath is directly connected to how we perform and what state that we're in. So breathe it down and connect with the ground. When stress is high and your mind is racing and your thoughts occupy your mind, and you lose connection with everything else. Now, another thing in the Buddhist tradition, uh, after over 2,000 years of looking at the mind through mindfulness and meditation practice, the observation is that our perceptions, only one is in the foreground and all the others go to the background. So we have sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. If you're paying close attention to what you're looking at, you don't hear as much. You don't feel as much. You certainly don't taste and smell as much. But if you, and if you're eating something wonderful, you tend to close your eyes and lean back and really taste it and everything else disappears. And that's really a, a key for golf. You want to be tuned into your feel and your vision, but you don't want your thoughts to occupy your mind. So in the, in the Buddhist tradition, there are six senses. There's mental perception as well. And if your mind is focused on your thoughts, you lose connection with the target, you lose connection with your feel of the swing. And that's why your mind is elsewhere. Uh, if you think about it, if you, let's say you leave work and you've just gotten into an argument and you're headed for home and, and intend to stop at the store. But as soon as you start driving, you start replaying the argument. You go, well, he said that, and I should have said this. Next time I'm going to say that. So you're replaying the past argument, pre-playing the next time you see him. And all of a sudden, you pull in your driveway. You don't, know, you don't even realize how you got there. You missed the store. You just went on automatic pilot. And you missed that all experiencing everything except your thoughts for that drive home. Okay. So if you're on the golf course and you intend to play a shot, but you start thinking about how you screwed up the last one of a similar shot like this, all that's going to happen is your mind's going to be filled with those thoughts and tension, and chances are you'll either repeat or do something completely different than the last shot, but you won't hit a good one. So you need to, what I call, erase and replace. And this is the R in the PAR approach, the response to results. After you make a poor swing, you need to erase it and replace it with a positive swing so that that's all you carry with you into the next shot. And don't beat yourself up because the negativity and self-doubt adds confusion and doubt to your mind. Whatever you pay attention to, whatever you, you give your attention to actually uh, reinforces it. So a negative, re a negative reinforcement, in other words, negative attention, will actually reinforce and invite the bad habits back. What we want to do is not take ourselves so seriously. So you can say, uh, I like one pro told me, said, well, you want, to, you want to take the game seriously, but you don't want to take yourself so seriously. And, and I think that's the message. 
And and this not beating yourself up and being kind to yourself is really the the focus of uh, the work I do in other fields, particularly my new book, if you don't mind my mentioning it, is the best diet book ever. It's The Zen of Losing Weight. So I take the same principles and apply it to dieting, and dieters are continually beating themselves up and punishing themselves for slipping. And it really is the reason why people have a hard time losing weight, but even harder time keeping the weight off. And that's what my book addresses. It brings mindfulness and a positive choice model rather than a punitive and restrictive model to losing weight. And I think it's going to help a lot of people and maybe save lives. Make sure to check out Dr. Joe's book. And you can find out more about him at zengolf.com. He teaches in person at the beautiful Ojai Valley Inn and Spa Resort in Ojai, California. He also does keynotes, executive coaching, mindfulness training, and sports psychology, including golf lessons by phone or video around the world. Thank you so much to Dr. Joseph Parent for joining us. Make sure to check out what he's doing at zengolf.com. Also, join us on the Golf Science Lab Insider Club. Head over to golfsciencelab.com backslash insider to get access to the content first and stay up to date on what we're documenting, golf science. This episode was hosted and written by me, Cordy Walker. You can follow me on Twitter at Cordy Walker. A thank you to this season's content partner, Dr. Brett McCabe of themindside.com for his advice on the content. And also, thank you to this season's sponsor, golf scrimmages you know last season on the golf science lab we talked about learning and transferring skills how do we transfer skills from the range to the golf course well we know that we need to practice like we play going through all the same processes and simulating pressure but for most it gets boring and that's why golf scrimmages is such a great tool because you can find really good practice games specific for the skills that you need to improve and that's the goal you want to practice like you play so track your progress and climb the leaderboards on their app learn more at golfscrimmages.com and start practicing for long-term improvement this was edited mixed and produced by just hit publish productions and we'll see you all next time on the golf science lab